This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Gunatal. Back again with you guys for another show. Our third of the day, sixth in two days. The ridiculous amount of shows I've been doing. It's, you say I, I get annual leave, and what do I do? I spend it making more shows on the here. And it was. <laughs> it's the way that it goes. It's the way that it goes. I'm very happy, as always, to be joined by Kev, aka Scouting Indoors, aka Next Generation. Arsenal, doing, mate? Are you well? Yeah, I'm well. I'm good. Um, thanks for having me. I think last time I was with you, we uh, I was sat on the floor of my spare room. So I'm in mm. a table on a nice comfy chair now, a bit more professional. We've moved <laughs> up in the world. We've yeah. moved from floor to chair. When exactly. Arsenal have kind of gone from ceiling to about six feet under in the last. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Both the city side and the UT. This is, of course, our, our youth breakdown, our monthly recap of the under-23s and under-21s, and with some kind of you know, tidbits from the under-18s sometimes as well. And there is some under-18s news, specifically about one who's not playing for the under-18s because he's off playing for his national side, which I'm sure we'll talk about very shortly as well. But we'll kick off by talking about the under-23s, Kevin, specifically the fact that a title race has now turned into a clinging on to the title race kind of month. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's been it's not been a great month for us. And, and you, you know, I guess in certain terms that can be expected with, with a new coach. He's going to come in, he's, he's going to sort of have a good honeymoon period and players are going to respond to him. And then there's sort of a somewhere down the line always going to be a kickback, isn't it? It's it's like it's like having a, a child. They sort of go along with things for a while and then they kick back after a while and uh, mm. and say, No, I'm not gonna do that anymore. So maybe the, <laughs> maybe uh, he's just receiving a little bit of the kickback, maybe Kevin Betsy and and he's just going through a difficult period with the team where they they try and figure out their identity maybe a little bit. Um you know he's he's been pretty chained to the to the three at the back formation for for most of his time at Arsenal and you know I think I think there's just been cracks in that foundation in the last month that have sort of echoed that maybe he needs to look at it, doing something a little bit different because I think maybe teams in the under twenty three league and and maybe when we've played in the cup more experienced teams have just figured us out pretty quickly. Um, in that in that back three and how to get 
mm. how to get around, especially the left-hand side, or, or left-hand centre-back and, and left wing-back. It's been a real problematic area that teams have exploited uh, quite often. Um, so the, the month started pretty dramatically with that that free free draw at Leicester, which was which was pretty crazy. I, and I can't think of many times I've ever seen this in football where we've been three 0 down up until yeah. the 90th minute. I, <laughs> I was trying to think of this earlier, and I honestly can't. And to to have I think it was seven minutes we scored three goals. Mm. Um, which is which is crazy, and and the equalising goal from Balogun was, was oh. something special, wasn't it? That yeah, that turn and volley with it, with mm. his left foot, I thought that was a thing of beauty. Really good goal, worthy of of you know the drama of making it real. <laughs> so that was you know we were still quite in positive one then. Things were going good, you know, sort of galvanises you a three a three nil comeback to three all. So think things are good, and then we go into that West Brom game in. Um, in the cup and man that they, they hammered us they absolutely yeah. i i watched it and it was it was depressing to watch they absolutely mm. hammered us it was far one in the end wasn't it and i think we we had a young team didn't we because a lot of our players had gone on to to play in on the international break for their for their country so we were missing quite a yeah. few key players and so we had it we had a young team and i think it's fair to say west brom had a bit more of an experience in their team and they took us to task. It was it was bad. Um, I think we we bounced back a little bit after that and and got that three two win against Blackburn. Um, Mary Hutchinson scored a, a beautiful goal in that game where he took the yeah. ball from the halfway line um, and then put it in the top cut. It was beautiful. It was what you come to expect from a Mary. He's just he's a match winner, isn't he? And he's just capable of those solo go- solo girls solo goals that are just brilliant. And, Maybe uh, like Life. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so absolutely, it's what we've come come to expect from Amari, and it, and it was brilliant. And he himself is a sort of that, that's been a, a positive over the last month. We can pick out that he started to sort of find his place in this team. When we last uh, spoke, someone someone asked a question about Amari and Kido, and are they sort of um, falling behind in in, in Betsy's system and and his his uh his style and and it, it was sort of admittedly they felt like they were a little bit um mm. but Amari's he's worked hard and he's taken his chances when he's got them and he's got some really good goals he's got some assists and he's he's really settled down in the last month so that's you know we can pick we can't pick too many positives out of the last month but that that might be one of them and then that that takes us to Derby which <laughs> Was another crazy game. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess the one good thing about that was an awesome hat trick from from Balogun. One of the goals he, he curled in the top corner, didn't he? Which was, yeah. which was just what what a brilliant player he is, and I'm sure we'll we'll talk more about him in the in the mm. as the show goes on. But we we just we we got outclassed, and they exploited our vulnerabilities down that left hand side really easily. They had. Um, Louis Sibley playing, who's who's a really good player for Derby. He's played loads in the championship this season um, for Wayne Rooney. Is Wayne Rooney still Derby manager? I think he is. I think he is. is. I, think yeah, he, I, think I mean, is, Derby yeah. are not in the best of places, are they? <laughs> no, but, no, no, uh, no. but they've stuck by Wayne Rooney, yeah. But he was a good player and he was he, he was fantastic on that night. And we, we couldn't handle him at all. And uh, Luke Plange, who 
came back to haunt us with some brilliant finishes as as well. He he was a he was a sort of player that he, you never really got he never really got on in the under 18s and um he never really got his his chance to sort of have that consistency but every now and then he would he would bang in an absolute beautiful goal and yeah. he seems to have gone to derby and settled down and found some consistency in his game and and he, and he looks a decent player you can you can see him make it probably getting through to the first team at some point and and getting a chance um and then you know we we go to everton on an awful night for arsenal in general um and it it wasn't any better for the under 23s they were soundly beaten um i don't know too much about that game because obviously we were all sort of <laughs> we were all sort of uh, depressed with what was going on we were enjoying it was played an hour before the everton game of the senior side so obviously all yeah. the attention was very much on the senior game but yeah i mean it, it arsenal managed one shot on target they, they mm. had four shots in total despite having 61 percent of the possession yeah. um and everton scored quite late 79th minute and 93rd minute um was was the two goals that they got but they had 12 shots in the game six of those on yeah. target so you would argue it was a deserved win from from everton that game and that kind of and i mean looking at the table that leaves arsenal now in thirds when they were at the start of this month uh before that leicester game i think they were top of the league at that point yeah. um west Ham have, have continued their fine form. They've obviously won uh, the last four or five. They did lose, yeah. lose their last game, I think, but uh, no, they didn't. Did they? They've uh, they've won their last four games, so they, that's really kind of propelled them up the league. And then, annoyingly, Spurs are are one yeah. point ahead of us now. Uh, after that, we won. We did we win the derby game earlier on in the season? We did. Um, yeah, we did. And it's yeah. uh, it's a big game next Friday against Spurs as well. Mm. Um, at Spurs, so you know, second v third, that that'll be a really important game. And if you know, in order to get over this hump, that's sort of perfect. You need you need a big game to sort of get your players back on board and and you know get that confidence back. And a win against Spurs, I think, will sort of rejuvenate that that mm. title run. I hope and sort of settles on the right path. But you know, I tried to seek out as much information about that Everton game as I can and it, it did seem that everyone was reporting that he had deviated from the three at the back from for one of the first times and, and he and he did go with a four at the back they I mean these yeah. it's not always right the information you receive it's not always 100% reliable but it did look like he did try something else so it'll be interesting to see what we get in the next few games whether he goes straight back to the three at the back or whether he tries something again a four three three or a four Four three two one, which is, everyone's reporting that's that's seemingly what what he played with BRF up, up front and Balogun yeah. and Bettino quite high up. Um, so we'll we'll see we'll see how that goes, and it it, it seems like a, a a big game in our title run, I think. And you know, January changes a lot of things. Players come and go, so it's sort of I think if we can get to the end of this year and remain in that race, it'll be. Mm. Yeah, a really important thing. Let, let's talk about some of the individuals because following Balogun, we know. Um, and I, the thing about Balogun is that we all want him to be in and around the first team. We want him to get in senior minutes. We want uh, a kind of a loan probably to take place in January. Mm -hmm. And if you remove Balogun from that youth side, the yeah. number of goals that suddenly disappears is dramatic. And is, yeah. I... 
I would predict, and to be honest, like you have to obviously the the player's future and, and his opportunity to succeed in the senior team is always prioritized. But I don't think it's I don't think it's a, a long shot to say that if he goes on loan or if he gets promoted to the first team, Arsenal's youth title race is, is genuinely over at that point. Yeah, it would be extremely hard to replicate those goals. And, and you know, Beareff's he's done okay, but then, you know, scoring goals is, is what he does and he's done okay, but he's, you know, he's only just arrived. It's it's sort of a big ask in a way for mm. him to sort of, you know, pick up the, the, the slack that following will leave when I think it's inevitable he'll, he'll, he'll go on loan from what's when Rots were reported. He's got lots of suitors and I think it's, it has to happen. But the only way I can see it not happening is if um, Eddie Natekia leaves yeah. in January and, and Mikel decides, no, I need, I need that third striker. So I'm going to keep, keep flow. So, you know, if that, if that was to happen, he would be on the bench more and maybe get a, a chance in the first team. So it could be a positive thing as well, but I, I feel like the most likely scenario is they'll, they'll try and keep Eddie for as long as they can. They, they're, mm-hmm. they're talking to him about his contract, aren't they? So I think they'll, they'll keep him right down to the wire. I find it really, really bizarre. I mean, yeah. just listening to um, Arteta's press conference, some of the obviously the comments from uh, the press conference, I'm sure I'm trying to get the... Uh, Quotes up specifically uh, on Enketa. He says, well, Eddie has six months left on his contract. I know this is an Arsenal youth show, but obviously it does affect Balogun's future. Um, And he said, well, Eddie has six months left on his contract and we are having discussions with him and the agent to try and find the best possible way. Eddie knows how much I rate him and I like him and I would like him to stay at the club. Um, And he says, well, he's our player and he's someone that we raised. He has the Arsenal DNA in his blood. He loves the club so much. His reason is that he wants to play more football. And that's a genuine reason. It's nothing to do with anything else. He wants more minutes and he feels he is able to contribute much more. And that's why I like him. Um, And when he was asked about guaranteeing those minutes, he said it's very difficult. But I understand that Eddie is at the period of his career when after a long spell out, after coming back and then being in and out of the team, that he feels that that's the case. But at the same time, I have a strong feeling with him that he can really help the side. Just briefly on Eddie, and then we'll get back to more Arsenal youth stuff. Do you think that Arteta is doing this right? Do you think this is you know the right way to go about it, Or do you think it, we should be looking to move him on, really? Um, do I think he's doing it right? Uh, no, and I don't want to upset anyone by this because mm. I, I, I always be try and steer away from Arteta out, Arteta in conversation. <laughs> you know, it's not me, but um, I don't think he is doing this right. I, I think Eddie's at a stage where he really has to leave, he has to go. And if we're honest, if everyone's honest, he's he's not going to make it in the Arsenal first team, he, mm. he doesn't have the ability to do that, and we can all see that. Much as I like Eddie Nketi, we can all see that. I look at a team like Brighton, and they can't score a goal. They create yep. so many chances in the box, and that their, their, their transition is so good, but they don't have a goal. He would be so good in that side, and that's where he needs to go, and that's where he that's what he needs to be doing. He's and that's that's his level, and that's not a bad thing to be to be. You know, scoring goals in a mid-level. Premier League team will we'll get you into the England squad if you can do that. So that's yeah, where he's yeah. and, and what he needs to be doing. Um, I tweeted something about Balogun the other day, which, which you know, I felt was maybe a bit controversial and, and not, not my usual style. But I, I tweeted that I felt we've failed him. We, we've yeah. failed 
to transition him into the first team. Because if you rewind, he's had a great season. He's scored 14 goals. Um, it's been great to watch. He's scored some brilliant goals. But if we rewind back to pre-season, he was ready. And he was ready to make an impact in the first team. I'm not saying he was ready to be, you know, week in, week out starting. He was. We needed to make one or, one or two choices. We needed to send him on loan so we could get those that senior experience, that match experience in the first team somewhere else, or we needed to include him in our first team. Um, and apart from the game we were forced to on against Brentford, we've we've done neither of those things. Mm. So I feel like we've we've sort of failed to transition him to senior football in that respect because. I think he, at the minute, he has no real senior match experience, which is a problem. Um, at, at 20 years old, he should be he should be doing what Mason Greenwood's doing. He's the exact same age as, <coughs> as Mason. They're both immense quality. He should be on our bench, coming on for five, ten minutes, playing in cut games, scoring goals when we need him to. And when we look at our strikers at the minute who can't hit a band door. Mm. <laughs> They're missing sitters every week. Yeah. And I just think if Flo had that match experience, if we'd built him up, then he could be coming on and scoring those goals. And he's he's really capable of it. You know, he, he's not the perfect striker. He misses some himself sometimes, but he, he does have a lot of quality. And I feel he, with the match experience, that's just the, the one piece of the puzzle that he's missing at the minute. And I think we failed him by not providing that in, in some way, shape or form. Yeah, in the chat box. Sorry, just just to briefly cut in. In the chat box, uh, Junior says first two games of the season though Balogun started. Well, he only started the first game against Brentford. Yeah. He came on against Chelsea. Uh, I mean, horrible. I think is is the wrong way of assessing Balogun's performance because if you actually think back genuinely to that Brentford game, he had one chance um, in yeah. the entire match, which obviously he took a heavy touch and he wasn't able to get enough purchase on the shot. So to say that he was horrible, I think yeah. is a little bit short-sighted. Um, and I think that he's been only good for the youth side. It, it, you yeah. cannot, he's been far, far too good for the youth leagues. And he needs to get that step up into that next senior yeah. level. He needs a loan. If not, he needs to be... I mean, I've been... <laughs> we do a preview show every single week out of the games. I've been putting him as my striker because I'm just... Yeah. He just... I mean, I'll be starting him over Lacazette and Aubameyang. Absolutely. Because yeah, he's on form. Absolutely. He's on form, and no, that's that's yeah. the thing at the moment. It couldn't um, do any harm by playing him, could he? But no, absolutely yeah. not. There would be I no mean, harm in it. If I think about how do you transition a striker, a young, a young talented striker, into a Premier League side? How do you transition him? You don't throw him in at the deep end and ask him to just produce because you you need to build him up with five ten minutes here, five ten minutes there, mm. get him used to that pace, and then he will start to to adapt and that's how you do it and you know the expectancy of throwing him in against Brentford that's so much pressure on his shoulders to produce and that was you know in a in a place where our preparation for that game would have been horrible we didn't know who was starting who you know hours up until kickoff you know it was it was bad the game probably should have never taken place at all and with yeah. other things going on this week you know I actually think the Spurs game I don't think Spurs should play just because our game didn't get cancelled. Spurs game should be cancelled, and our game should have been cancelled. And that's mm. that's we were failed, and that's just the way it is. But yeah, it's a good point. I hadn't thought about that really. Like when you think about, obviously, there wasn't as many people in our situation being taken ill as as we are seeing with Spurs. 
But if the two main strikers, I mean, it's funny, isn't it? Southampton this weekend have got both their keepers out, not not because of mm. illness, but because they're both injured and they've been allowed to sign Willie Caballero on loan. Yeah. Um, Arsenal, can you imagine the uproar if Arsenal would have been allowed to sign a striker uh, <laughs> after losing two of their strikers? I mean, it's a, it's a strange and it's the inconsistent way that, it, that, that things are. Social in the chat says, Kev, would you integrate Flo now and prepping for next season to play more minutes, i.e. lack as minutes he has played this season or loan flow out in January and start the prep next season? Um, that's a really good question. The way things are going for us, it's so bleak at the moment, is it? I, I, I'd be almost hesitant to put him in, but like you, Tom, if I was to pick an Arsenal team, for the, if I was the manager picking a team for the next game, he'd be in it. Mm. So I, I, I can sort of say I'd be really excited for him to go out on loan and then come back again and in the next next season i think that would be really good for him and really good for us um but also yeah if i had my way i would probably just stick him straight in the team absolutely because he would probably do better than the players we have now even it, it would probably take him a few games but if you persisted with him he would probably start scoring at the risk of this becoming the Fuller and Balogun show, um, we'll move the conversation on because there's a couple of individuals that I do want to focus on. Uh, the first is I feel like this is a big month for, and you've mentioned his name already, but Amari Hutchinson. He scored, mm. he scored a couple of great goals. Uh, and previously when we discussed him, there was concerns that he wasn't really getting into the team because of the system that, uh, that Kevin was playing. Um, and now we're seeing a, a really good, like flourishing Amari Hutchinson with frustratingly very few months remaining on his contract, which is obviously going to be a concern. I think he's got a year, is he, after this season? Yeah. Um, but obviously, and his agent is is Keir Jarabchin, of, of all people, too. So yeah. there's that side of things as well. But how have you, what have you made of Amari? And do you think that, you know, is he getting onto that same kind of pedestal as your Patinos and your Saladines of this world? I think he is. Yeah. I think he's starting to find his way in this team now and his performances are becoming consistent. And I think what he, he has going for him is his versatility is that he can, he can be deep in his own half and he's such a good ball carrier that he can get himself out of situations and, and get us mm. up the pitch. And he's also got that quality further on up the pitch that, that we know about. He's, his, his vision and technique is, is brilliant and he's equally as brilliant laying on assists as he is scoring fantastic goals. So he's, he's a really effective player. He's impactful and he's a match winner. So that and that's always an attractive quality to have on the pitch, um, even if he's not sort of really into the games sometimes, and the games are passing him by. He's, he's got mm. that ability to change it in a, in a second. And you know, we've seen the couple of goals that he scored this month have been have been brilliant in terms of receiving the ball in his own half and then setting off on on brilliant runs where he's just too quick for everybody and his his low center of gravity is just incredible. And he's, he's, he's been fantastic and, and his finishing has been great as well. I really mm. like the assist that he laid on for, for Balogun against Ipswich in, in uh, the second half, which got that equaliser. It was a really clever little back heel. And he's, uh, he, he's had a good month despite mm. Arsenal under 23s not having a good month. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I believe it. He, he's also playing at the minute because the. The under 18s are playing in the um, he is, yeah. Yeah, youth cup, so I think so Patino, I think, as well. Patino and Hutchinson are all lining up, they were one nil down at half time, I think. So, yeah, they were, they were. Is that um, that's Colchester's youth side as well? Yeah. Um, I mean, 
I'd I'd be a little bit concerned that they're not if the, seeing as they've got some of the like the under twenty threes in there with Patino and Hutchinson, uh, yeah. you've got uh, Norton Cuffey's in there as well. Uh, Kozia Dubru's got a couple of minutes for the the, the under twenty threes, yeah, I think, yeah. as well. He's there also. Is Gaspar Edu's son? Yeah, Luigi Gaspar. Yeah. yeah. Do we know anything about it? Like, he's he's picked up some injuries which have sort of stalled his career in the under 18s, but he's really been sort of in and out. He's never had a consistent mm. run in the team. He's he's sort of a. I think he, he he's a central midfielder, and he he's not too dissimilar from his dad because he, you know he likes to tackle, but he's also quite cultured as you would as expect mm. and he's he, he's good on the ball so he's yeah, not too not, i never thought about that but yeah in that sense not too dissimilar from his dad at all yeah, um yeah. but yeah injuries and just you know there's 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 good players ahead of him in in that team and it's quite a, a stacked team as well as the it's there's a lot of players at youth level for arsenal and he's i think he's just finding it hard to to mm. break into that team the other uh, under-18s player that's not there tonight because he's away with the senior Mexico national side, which is just, it's crazy really when you think about it because Mexico aren't, you know, they're not a bad international side that's by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. They've got, they've had and continue to have some very, very good players of, of you know, European level uh, of, of the elite leagues and and they still do. Uh, I mean, you, you think of the likes of Herving Lozano, et cetera, that are still playing yeah. in that division, yeah. uh, sorry, playing in that, in that setup. So Marcelo Flores, 18-year-old, there is the side of things that, is he 17? I think he hasn't even turned 18 yet, has he? Or not no, he's not close so. to it. Yeah. He's got this thing where he could have represented England and he could have represented Canada. Has yeah. this kind of push from the Mexico national side to get him into the senior team, how much of it is reflective of how good he is right now and how much is reflective of the semi-political side of making sure he plays for Mexico? I think definitely both. Um, yeah. he, he's he's very good. Uh, he's He's had a good season so far. I think he's hit six goals and a couple of assists and his finishing looks really like it's improving when he gets into the box. are insane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. It looks like, you know, I, I keep thinking if I tried that, I would be in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he's, he, he looks like he's really improved his finishing in the box. I'm liking what I'm seeing there. Um, but yeah, he's been courted for a long time by, by England, by Canada. And by Mexico, and there's there's been sort of this tug of war that's been going on for the to the for the last few years. I'm not sure if he ever really considered England or whether that was more sort of we'll 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 try we'll try and see if he accepts a call up, but he, he didn't. I think Canada was. I think he has joined up with that squad a few times, yeah. mm. uh, and that seemed where the tug of war was between Canada and Mexico, and it and it seems like Mexico have won and. I think they were going to get in quickly and integrate him as quickly as they're possible to help him make make his mind up, and it seems like they've, they've won that. So definitely a little bit of politics in there, but they've got themselves a good player. He's he's going to be a star, I think. Bringing it back round to the under twenty threes, then uh, a lot of people have been asking actually about Omar Rekic um, mm. for the under twenty threes. Obviously, we signed him from Hertha. Uh, he's he is also played at international level for is yeah. it Tunisia that he's yeah. Yeah, it is Tunisia. Yeah, which his brother doesn't play for Tunisia, does he? His brother, I think his brother. No, it was the Netherlands that he yeah. played for. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. how how have you found him since kind of coming in across the whole season and of course just this month too? Yeah, I like him. He's he's 
he's done well and when he's been missing through injury or suspension it's been it's been really noticeable um he's he's brilliant on the ball and he can he can play a lovely pass and he's he's got that ability to bring the ball out really well and go on that run and really sort of um open things up in a really Ben White fashion that we love we love to watch Ben do and he's got that same quality and it and it's and it's really good um I sometimes wonder if he's if he's quick enough in in terms of his recovery pace um but he's he looks a really good defender and and it's it's been a while where I've sort of thought hmm, we have a central defender here that actually could mm. maybe um get into the first team at some point down the road um I would like to see him go on loan because I think he is too advanced almost for for under 23 football and I would like to see him get some some match experience and I, I think um Danny Cowley from Ips from uh, Portsmouth rather was mm. was openly discussing him the other day and saying he'd he'd watched him at a game and was quite interested in him so that that would be a great place to send him mm. um, with Aziz and yeah. uh, and play there yeah yeah absolutely so that that would be exciting to watch and I I hope that happens I'd be very excited about that to round off the show, you had a question that I worried about you asking now. So go on, hit me with it. You know what I thought? After we got pummeled by Everton the other night, mm. I thought to myself, like... Which one? The, the kids or the, <laughs> the senior <laughs> side? <laughs> um, I thought to myself, uh, I just want to hide under a pillow. Like I yeah. feel it, it makes you feel so low. And I immediately just think, right, I've got to do something that is nothing to do with football. Mm. Um, and, you know, I, I I do whatever. I won't bother you with that stuff. But um, I, I often wonder, how do you deal with it? Because you've got to go on camera. <laughs> I've not only just got to go on camera, I have to go to work and write about Arsenal the yeah. next day. You cannot, <laughs> you cannot escape it. Yeah, it's... I, I do barely thought it. about Arsenal for two days after that Everton game. I just shut yeah. everything out. Yeah. Uh, without blowing too much smoke over my, up my other half's ass, um, she helps a lot. Like she, genuinely, <laughs> she's a massive Charlton fan, so I don't have to worry about kind of any uh, affiliations or any yeah. kind of rubbing it in in any way. Yeah. She does help a lot. Like she helps me turn my mind off things. We, you know, go and watch telly or go and you know go out and and go for like walks around where we live. It's quite nice kind of just there just getting out of the house and fresh air genuinely she's a big help um so that that's also a big thing i think that having just hobbies outside of of football is really important whether it's gaming whether it's you know just activities outside uh even like just as i said earlier just going out for walks it genuinely is such an underrated thing which yeah. i know in london if you live in london as i know a lot of arsenal fans obviously do it's a lot harder but you know just get out and, and just get away from your especially like your phone and your social media but in regards to kind of the obviously coming onto a channel every day, every morning at 8am, then going and doing an eight hour shift, writing about Arsenal, coming up with ideas of pieces that I want to do. It's, it is hard. It's, it's definitely, I don't know, I don't know if you saw the tweet that I put out yesterday, quoting the athletics tweet uh, from my personal account, that the level of abuse that's gone, that's uh, that I've experienced since yeah. kind of working at reach and football.london. Uh, and it's not uh, just to clarify, that's not their fault. It's not like my, my <laughs> employer's fault. I get this abuse. It's just part and parcel of kind of the, the business uh, yeah, of being in. It. Yeah. It's, it's, it's part and parcel of being a public face and just being kind of, you're a bit of a, 
what's the uh, what's the word I want to use? You're a bit of a, a punching bag, I suppose, for people at times mm-hmm. because you are someone who's like you talk about Arsenal. People come and watch your shows and listen to your talk and ask you questions. It's yeah. All I can say is it's it's. I suppose you get you build up a level of numbness um, to it, and you just need to make sure that you've got. Yeah, other stuff going on in your life beyond <laughs> Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. It, it's amazing what Arsenal put us through, isn't it? it mm. is oh, it's mad. Just, yeah, I, yeah. Go on. I just want to add before I leave. Last mm. last time we were on, um, we talked about Miguel Aziz and his time at Portsmouth, and mm. I predicted at a, and at the time everyone was feeling things were going badly, and I predicted that would turn around, and I want to say I'm happy to be right because yeah. Two ninety minutes in a row. You played really well the other night. I think we're going well, so I don't want to jinx it anymore. Do you, do you think that's because Cowley panicked and was like, "Oh, they're going to recall him. I better play him." Is that? I what don't. It was? I don't. I really? understand why everyone feels like that, but mm. I don't. I honestly think he he needed to take him out of the team, get him on the training ground, and really work on him in terms of his mm. uh, what he was doing off the ball his defensive responsibilities. And you could see that in his performance the other night. You could see it was there. When you used to watch him in under-23s, he'd do all the things we love we love him for. Yeah, but You'd often see people running off the back of him and, and just not knowing where people were. And he'd give away penalties, give away fouls because he just was in the wrong place. Mm. And, and I think this is one of the first performances the other night where you could see an improvement in that. And you can, you can see where Cowley's working. Yeah. And it was really pleasing to see, I think. And I think we're going to see more of that. And once he it's two consecutive starts, two 90 minutes. And, and if he gets more and more of them under his belt, he's going to start developing relationships in the teams. They're going to start trusting him more. There was loads of times in that game where he played, tried to play one-twos, give and goes. And he didn't get the ball back when he should have done. And I think yeah. it's developing those relationships. And we're going to see him start to do the things we love him to do at Portsmouth now, I think. And, and so positive. I'm happy with that. That's a, a positive we can build up from That's the That's a nice one. way to end the show, yeah, <laughs> and to know that Aziz is doing well on loan now at Portsmouth because there were, as we said, there were concerns uh, about that. So that's great to hear. Kev, thank you so much, mate, as always, for coming on. Tell people where they can find you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at um, Scouting Indoors or Next Generation Arsenal, Next Gen Arsenal. Um, I'll be there most most days. Talking rubbish. Come and find me. Come and say hello. <laughs> give Kev a follow, people. I'm sure plenty of you do already. Um, but yeah, thanks again, Kev. Really always appreciate thanks a lot. Uh, the support. Chatbox, thank you so much for tuning in live. And if you're watching on Catch Up, do leave your comments and, and let us know who you want to know more about in next month's show. We do this Catch Up every single month. Uh, the next one you can expect to be probably a little bit into January after the festive period. And of course, it's going to be hectic with transfers and loan news. So we may even have to do an impromptu show. It's lots of loans and stuff start happening uh, with certain players and i'm sure we'll be able to do that but kev thanks again and uh, yeah drop a like on the video if you've enjoyed it people subscribe to the channel if you're new and i'll see you tomorrow morning for the 8 a.m show yeah it, it never never stops it really really doesn't <laughs> see you soon people have a good one and Thank as you. always Bye. Happy Arsenal. it's the 90 plus minute all your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.